Hello, Alice Emmanuel here, and I'm in the Brass House Language Centre. Now, you might be asking yourself, what on earth am I doing in the Brass House Language Centre? Because I really don't have any linguistic prowess. I'm absolutely rubbish. Um, and I'm not here to start a course in, you know, French or German, but I'm here to talk to the lovely C. Hello, C. Hello, everyone. My name is Asi. Asi. Asi has um, an incredible uh, film, YouTube film channel. Yes. And I know nothing at all about well, film really, or even YouTube. I mean, YouTube came along when I was a bit long in the tooth, and I don't really know much about it, but I do know that it's a, a, a really fantastic platform for people mm. to set up on their own and offer products, um, films, um, etc. And your specialism is reviewing films. Yes. So, my question to you is why? did you get into film? What was the catalyst that made you love film and decide you wanted to do uh, a film channel, a review channel? Okay, so I think it was quite um, back to my childhood memory because I really like to get the recorder to record my own sound. It's like doing the D, like a DJ. Ah, yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. so I like sharing. I think um, I think it's actually one of my dream to be a YouTuber uh, for a long time already, but I just kind of hide it in my heart that I oh maybe I, I'm not ready, so I just didn't go for it. Mm. But then, um, if you ask me about YouTube, it's because of back to 2021 when Hong Kong was having COVID. So I yeah. realized that we have the trend that everything goes online. Yes, yeah, that's so right. So I think, oh, this will be a good opportunity because I was a video editor in Hong Kong and I know how to make video, I know how to make script. So how about I just create a channel to share film review, to share the, uh, what, what message I learned from different films to everyone. Yeah, that, that's lovely because, I, and I, I think the, the, the pandemic was quite yes. a catalyst for a lot of things going True. online. And I mean, actually, podcasting itself, I think, really took off during that time because yes. people were at home and they were thinking, how can I, you know, get creative or, you know, how can I start something um, and keep in contact with people? And I think it's mm. a way of keeping in contact with your public. Um, uh, with other people obviously and as we weren't able to see um, each other physically yes. that was a wonderful way of, of, of keeping that contact so um, I'm interested that you talk about childhood and was YouTube around when you were a child was, was no it, it, not yet it wasn't so but the internet was uh, more or less. radio radio radio, more. radio. Yes. Yeah, okay so I mean you're very very look young looking, I have to uh, say, Kenneth. I, I think looking at you, I think you're about 20, but obviously you might be a little bit older than 20. Uh, but um, mm. you don't have to disclose your age. It's very, we don't do that on this channel. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, you were really wanting to make your mark in sort of video or in, in, that, in that sense. Yes. But you didn't want to perform. You weren't like, oh, I want to go on stage no, and perform and be an actress. Not for me. Because I always, um, when I study in university, uh, to study my film um, major, I just want to focus on post-production. 
Ah, right. So post-production is now, for, for those of you who don't know, post-production is after they finish filming. Yes. And we go back into the studio and then we start putting things together. Yes. Cutting out bits we don't want and so on. So you are the sound editor, is that correct? Or and also the video editor. Uh, the video editor. So you're doing the sound and the picture. Yes. Okay, so to, to, to combine, so you know mm. that that's that's a pretty skilled profession. I mean, I uh, from yes. my <laughs> yeah, from my experience, my very meager experience of voice editing, mm. which is not great. Um, no. it, it it is a really important skill, and it takes time. So yes. um, so that's interesting. So it was the pandemic that mm. that, that forced you, not forced you, but made you take the leap into yes. YouTube. Yes, exactly. And um, because at that time we didn't we really have a lots of channel in Hong Kong to 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 share film review in Cantonese. Yeah. So and I always looking for a channel that is not just sharing film analysis, but at the same time, share the hidden message mm. of the of the film. Yeah. So you're analyzing the film, looking at the symbolism. Yes. You know, what 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 is that message? What's in that film? Yes. Um. Now I, I'm going to I'm going to tell viewers because they might not realise because I mean you know um, a lot of people won't realise that in China there are many different languages. Mm. Yes. The main language on the mainland of China mm. is Mandarin. Is that right? Yes, true. Whereas in Hong Kong it's Cantonese. Yes. And there that that's a marked difference between the two. Yes. I would say so different. So, yeah. Yes. And, and and language gives you culture and so on. So mm. the culture of Hong Kong is different. It's different from mainland China anyway, because mm. Hong Kong for many years was a, a British colony. Yes. So it had the influence of Europe and the West and United Kingdom, and so. Culturally, there is a difference. Yes, true. Um, so, when you say you're doing a, a, a film channel, YouTube channel on uh, the Cantonese film, yes. So, take me through that. So, what would a typical Cantonese film be like? Because mm. I don't think people here have got any idea whatsoever okay. of what a film made in Hong Kong would look like. Okay, so. Basically, I would say now the Hong Kong um, film market is getting a, a bit smaller mm. because you know we kind of um, returned back to China. Yeah. So it's like uh, the culture is is kind of mixing already. Mm. But when you talk about our old Hong Kong movie, yeah, it was quite famous. I think it's still famous for mm. people if they study film in here. Yeah. Yes, I, I do have some friend uh, study film in here, and they talk with me about um, the. The film director called Wong Kar Wai. Mm, Wong Kar Wai. Yes, Wong Kar Wai, and uh, like his film, like Happy Together, we have one called uh, In the Mood for Love. Yes, I've heard of that yeah. one. Yes, that's very famous. That even even I, with my meager film knowledge, has heard of of that one. Yes. So, I think um, if you if you ask me about the style, I was I would say now it's changed a lot, but um, the classic one, the traditional yeah. Hong Kong movie. Um, maybe we can see it from the Wong Kar Wai movie, mm. and you can see some um, like the contrast between police and uh, the undercover. Yes. Yeah, this kinds of movie mainly. So it, it was sort of like a drama, like um, you know, a thriller drama. Yes. Um, it's not um, uh, fantasy. Um, it, it's more based really. in reality. More reality. Yeah, more reality. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, we do have some. We uh, we do have some movie in. Um, yeah, in now today it's about fantasy, but the problem is we do have restriction in Hong Kong movie market because yeah. we don't have a lot of money to yeah. do all the computer graphics. Yeah. So that's why uh, we don't we really have a lot of fantasy movie. No. We try uh, to have some. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say that's quite difficult. You, you know, mm. you've got to have the facilities to do that, haven't you? Yes. Um, so um, yeah, so the the films are sort of um, based in reality. Um, mm. Are they human interest? Are they characters? Is it character driven? Yes, and nowadays because I think after two thousand nineteen, mm. when we had a, a big scale protest, Hong Kong have a different um, atmosphere. Yeah. Yes, for the political status, and everyone got different. Um, like uh, maybe they migrate to different country. Yeah. Yes. So, so in in a sense, the Hong Kong film industry now. Yes. is not what it was. It's changed. It's changed. Um, and I, I would assume there's more censorship from yes. people because it's now part of China. Yeah. Uh, to some extent. It's not the same as China, yeah. but it's... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, yeah, I mean, so, so the films you review, then, mm. are these sort of like classic, old-style Hong Kong films. I mean, what, yeah. what age are we talking about? You know, how many years ago were they made? Like 10, 20, 30? You know, are they the, the classics from 20, 30 years ago? Or 1970s, more? I think. The 1970s. So, yes. you know, that 50 years. 50 so years, the, yes. You would, would you say that was like the heyday of, 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 of the film industry then? Yes, it, yes, it, it, it could be. And um, at the same time, but um, I'm, I'm trying to launch more video about the recent Hong Kong movie. Yeah. Yes, but uh, I like classic movie more. So that's, that's your why. kind of specialism it's, it, and your interest is, is in the, the, the old classic films. Yes. Um, I mean, where are, the, where, where are films going now then? What sort of uh, more modern films are there? Yeah, more realistic one. More realistic. Sometimes okay. quite sad because yeah. they talk about some uh, sad story of uh, some, um, like uh, some just normal Hong Kong citizen. Yeah. So maybe the the story uh, is is not a fiction. It's really just a, from a realistic uh, news. Yeah. So it's kind of reflecting the society. Yeah. Yes. So it's reflecting everyday life now, yes. but but within the bounds of you can't say certain things or do exactly. certain things. Yes, it's still okay. Yeah. For those topics. Yes, certain topics. So yes, there are other topics, topics you can't talk about. Of course, yeah. Yes. And and I presume that films from the nineteen seventies were a bit freer, or yeah, there was a little bit more freedom to express. Your yes. viewpoint or what you wanted to say. I agree. Yes. Yeah. So that's 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 interesting. So, you you started this um, YouTube channel. Now, how on earth did you go about setting it up? I mean, talk me through that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how that works. Okay. I mean, supposing I woke up one day and I thought, oh, you know, Emmanuel, <laughs> I'd like to do a film channel, and I'd like to. Get, I mean, how do you go mm. about that? So, what what did you start by doing? Okay, so first, I think you have to know your passion. Yeah. What is your passion? What do you want to, to, to talk about for your YouTube? So I'm, I was so clear that I want to do film review at that time. And then I start by thinking about the lo- um, not logo, just um, the, the title of my channel. 
the channel name and think about the logo, what kind of style I want. Mm. And then... So you're talking really about, yeah. you know, marketing. You started off, first of all, thinking about the visuals, mm. how I'm, I'm going to get my channel, you know, how is it going to look? Yes. Uh, what's, what's the logo, etc. Yes. Um, that used to get, I wouldn't have thought of that at all. Um, did you have a, a, a number of films you thought I, you wanted to include? Did you yeah. have like your top 10? Yeah, I, I first start with some uh, Korean drama ah, and right. some yeah. Yeah, recent movie yeah. because it's very important for you to drive audience to yeah. come to your channel to see. If you are talking about some classic film, if people are not searching anyway, not searching those classic films, so they can't they cannot really go to your channel they can't really see your channel so you hook them in by getting a more recent korean film yes. to review yes and then the other content would be there and they would tap into that and start exactly. going through thinking oh we'll watch this film yes um, i mean korean films quite quite fantastic it's, mm -hmm. it's had a real renaissance isn't it you know it's, it's yeah. done really well mm. um i can't remember the film i saw it was a Korean film a couple yeah, of years ago, and it was a very, a very... Squid Game? Is it Squid Game? No, that was a TV drama, the Squid Game. It was a film, a Korean film, and so. I know there was lots of death in it. And it was a poor family and a rich family. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, that yes. one. I can't remember the won name. Won the, the Oscar. Yes, it won the Oscar. the name? Yeah, yeah, the, Korea, the first Korean yes. film, yes. Uh, I, I thought that was fantastic. And what I liked about that was, of course, it was, you know, it was in Korean mm. and it was obviously subtitled. Mm. And I loved that because I really can't bear foreign films that are then dubbed over in English or mm. whatever. I think that's terrible because I think it kills the film. I don't like it as well. <laughs> um, and it's nice to hear another language. Mm. And, you know, you get the emotional sense from the character through that. It, it I mean, emotions transcend mm. language anyway. Yes. So if you see a, a desperately unhappy scene in Cantonese, you're going to get it, whether you understand what they're saying or not, because you can see their facial expressions, mm. their tone of voice, their body language. Yes. Which is the wonderful thing about film, I think. Um, so yeah, um, so you got them hooked on that, mm. and then you then were able to put your passion, the films that caused you to get real passion, they were there as well. Yes. Okay, so I'm going along and I'm going into YouTube. So how on earth do you build up that channel so that you can actually get money? Is that monetarized? Mm. Is that correct? Yes. How do you get money from it? I mean, you know, I mean, it seems like, how does that happen? Yes, okay, as I know that YouTube just recently changed the policy. Oh. oh. So, yes, it, it's get easier to get monetized. So you just have to get 500 subscribers. Oh, it's 500 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wow, you know, I'm hoping, <laughs> listeners, that some of you will, will like to, you know, um, you. subscribe to... Yeah. No, I'm only joking. Yeah. I don't really... I, I, anyway, this is not a YouTube channel. This is a podcast. Mm. So there's a distinct difference, isn't there? Yes. One is, one is normally visual, and yes. podcasting is just sound. Just sound, That's yes. Right. Good. So they've changed the way to monetize. So you need 500 followers, is that right? Yeah, subscribers. Subscribers yes. or followers. Yeah, subscribers. Yes. And now you need just 3,000 watching hours. Okay. Yeah, you don't need 5,000. It yeah, used so to be 4,000 it used to yeah. be. Yeah. And now just 
3,000. So, so when you say 3,000, what do you mean? That's 3,000 hours worth of online viewing. Yeah, watching hours. So yeah. it's like, um, uh, for example, if, uh, if you watch my video, yeah. it's just one minute. So I will accumulate one minute uh, on my channel. Yeah, but you obviously want them to stay on there longer than that. Yes. You know, um, one hopes for the entire length of your review. Yes. Now, okay, so monetizing, you begin to get money. Mm. And so is that equated to the number of subscribers? So you get more money from the subscribers? Is that how it works? It just indirectly affect your, yeah. uh, your revenue because you know why people always ask, uh, YouTuber ask people to subscribe them because they want to grow their audience. Yeah. To want to get a certain amount of audience to listen to, to listen to or to watch their video. And um, that's why every time we launch the video, those subscribers, if they subscribe us, so we're able to get the notifications mm. on the app and then I'll show that I'll hate you, got a new video launch and then you can have a look, you can chat it out like that. Yeah. So that's why people always ask, but it's not really um, like how many subscribers you equal to how many revenue? No, because the revenue is also generated from advertising. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. So you would have to watch. So if I go onto YouTube and I go onto your channel, Hey Chill, yeah. and I go on and I stay on long enough for an advert to come up and I watch the advert. Yes, exactly. Then you'll get a tiny percentage from that. Yes, from that company. Yes. Yes. So whichever company that is. Um, and, and one would assume then that the more followers you have, the more perhaps interested advertisers are uh, or not. Or it doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah. I think those companies will have to see, oh, this, um, at least they will see, oh, this channel, they got a certain amount of subscriber. So if I launch my advertisement there, so maybe I can yeah. yes, get And more. also they wouldn't perhaps get data on demographics, the age, perhaps, you know, if it, or um, not. No. They analyze by themselves. I think. Yeah, yeah, they would analyze, yes. you know, who's going on there. So you've begun to build this channel and you start to monetize it. Mm. In other words, you, you start to generate an income from it. Yes. Now, is how long does that take? I mean, that must um, for money for starting monetizing. Yeah, well, from starting the channel to getting actually generating oh, okay. money. Oh yes, okay. Basically, I, I think I just used two months. Two, two months. months. Yes, to start monetize. Wow, so that's pretty quick. Yeah, some some channel get quicker as well, yeah. even quicker. Yeah. So maybe you just just you just need one month. Yeah, wow. Some of them. A month, just a month. Yes. But two months is pretty good. I mean, I have to say, I mean, I, I'd be pleased if I got, <laughs> you know, a pound, I think. But, you know, um, that's incredible. So, I, um, yeah, I think uh, at that time I got 10 videos. Yeah. 10 videos. And then I, I got enough of subscriber and then watching hours as well. And then I applied to YouTube and then YouTube reveal my channel and then they say, oh, it's okay, I can give you the right. And then I start to monetize. Good, so that's that side of things. Now I'm interested in how you create the content because you're talking mm. about, I'm doing this review of this film. So how do you go about creating the content? Because you're, you're going to review a film. So how do you get clips from the film? And also oh. do you script? what you say yes because I was gonna say is quite quite detailed and if you're analyzing a film yes. you've got to actually sit down and, and, and know what you're talking about not like me um, you've got to different actually style. Different style. <laughs> you've got to know what you're doing yes. so 
talk me through that process. So what do you do? So, uh, you know, you've got this film. I don't know. Give me a name. Give me a name. Uh, um, in a mood for love. In the mood, mood for, for love. love right, yes. I've got this film, In the Mood for Love. And I'm going to do a review on it. So how do you go about creating that review? Okay, so first, I think I will just uh, watch the whole movie again, maybe mm. three times. Wow. Make sure that I watch from different angles. Like, for example, this time I just focus on the camera movement. Ah, uh, yeah. And uh, the storytelling. The second time is more about um, the facial, set as facial expressions, the acting, skills, everything. And the last time, maybe it's about a hidden message. Yeah. Yes, and uh, more about the video editing, the sound. The song, yeah. so the how soundtrack. they created that with the editing and the sound and the pictures and so on. So yeah. it's really quite detailed. I mean, you, yes. you know, it's not just research as well. Do research as well. Yeah, I mean that's important because if you, I would imagine if you don't, if you haven't researched the background to the film, mm. set it if it's set in a different period, uh, you know, costume, you know, culture. Yes. You know, and you're doing. I mean, a reviewer's job is not just, oh, this film was good. Mm -mm. It's, it's, you know, you're going deep and you're going underneath the surface, aren't you, so to speak, really? Yes, I think one of the most important things is you better make sure that you provide something that people don't know. Yeah. So for some, because I, I don't think if you're just sharing your own review, but not providing some informative information, maybe yeah. some... Um, Maybe some um, like uh, some some secret about that movie production, yeah. And then people won't really keep chasing, listening to you. So I think um, yeah, sharing something that people don't know and share something like a hidden message, which I think is very important because people always miss that. It's yeah. just the main point of that story, right? Yeah. So this is what I'm doing. Try to share the film message, and somehow it's like relating with people' daily life. That's why they will feel related, and then they will all feel warm after they listen to your film review. Not just know about this film, but at the same time, getting something. Yeah, I think you're educating them in a way. You're yeah. you're saying you're you're saying well, this I is know. the film, but 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 this is what's underneath the film. Yes, and this is the sort of subliminal message, if you like, or mm. the symbolic uh, message. Um, which you know most people would probably not get they would mm. miss it completely exactly. and I think yeah I think yeah I mean I find a lot of reviews I read on films that I'm going to see sometimes they're not very good because it's more or less just you know telling you what the plot exactly. is exactly and I mean I don't need that um, exactly um, and so yours is much more than that it's not a retelling of the story it's about me I think it's about my point of view so yeah. And well, that's the best yes. review, isn't it? I mean, it's yes, about it's your own creation. Your personal, yeah. Yes, your personal relationship to the film. Exactly. exactly. And uh, I think that's what makes your channel successful. I imagine. Thank the, you. The, the <laughs> fact that people are interested in how it's affected you. Yeah. And what is your take on that film? Yes. And not some generic review that oh, this film's worth watching because X, Y, and Z. No, just. I, there's a lots of uh, lots of channel like that, but they usually don't have a lot of views because no. people feel so borrowed, borrowed when they listen to them. Yeah. Yes, it's just um, it's just like copy and paste, you know. Exactly, and I mean, well, there's so much of that on the internet. It's not really very informative, is mm. it? Um, it's it's really fascinating because I don't think most people here, unless they're doing a film course, would actually know much about film outside. Europe or America, I mean, obviously American film mm. tends to dominate film making 
in this country, mm. I suppose because it's the linguistic, the language, um, and the fact the American film industry is so powerful mm. and so wealthy. Um, I mean, obviously we have our own film industry, but I, I personally love watching foreign films mm. because it gives you a completely different angle, completely mm. different perspective. Yes. Um, and it, it can be very rewarding. It's a shame in a way that your film channel is 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 it able are you able to read it in english when you do it or not uh, not yet <laughs> i'm trying to make this english subtitle yeah i was going to say if, if it was an english to. subtitle that would be really good because then it would enable people like myself to tap into yes that film i agree um, and I, i think it's really important that people put themselves and take themselves out of their comfort zone and to go and see a different cultural film it's like i don't i don't, I don't think i've ever watched an indian film for instance mm. um oh there's an indian film very good which one's it's that? the best one um three idiot the three idiots yes the three idiot okay it's the best i think it's about um like uh, criticizing the the This uh, education system in India. Oh right, okay. So it's actually for everyone. Yeah. So you can think about why you study. Uh, what is your purpose? Yeah, I mean education. I mean that's that's true. It's like what what's it for? What's the purpose? Yeah. You know, exactly. Is it turning out people factories or or is it turning out thinking individuals that will challenge? Well, you know that's a debate for another day. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's really interesting. Oh, yes. So um, so your passion for film is still there. Mm. My question to you will be. Where's your, where's your YouTube channel going to go in the future? I mean, are is there more content to add? Will you be able to, to do that? Mm, um, yes. Given you can, so you're going to. I will. I will try my best because I'm getting so lazy and I'm working oh, no. full time here. Yeah. That's like uh, sometimes just get too tired, and but I will try my best to to launch new video. I wish I just recently launched a video one month before. Yeah. It's just to update my uh, status and to say hi to my followers because they did uh, worry about me and then message me and ask, oh, where are you like that? So yeah. I, I wanted to just say hi to say. Oh, so you built up quite a sort of following, and mm -hmm. it, it, that's another thing I have no idea about is the fact that people follow you and become sort of um, quite bound up with you yes. in terms of what you're doing with your life they're concerned you haven't put a new uh, review up mm. um, and so on so that's quite what's well, quite encouraging it's encouraging to make you carry on yes. and do some more um, yes sure. that, yeah that's fascinating i mean i know with this podcast that you know it's quite difficult sometimes to motivate yourself mm. and um you know i've had problems you know well I won't go into that now but you know I, I've had a few issues and problems but I think once you get back into it and, and you rediscover reconnect mm. it's uh, it, it really it, it, it really gives you a purpose doesn't it and it's a yes. creative outlet yes true and I think also because you're currently lecturing mm. um, I think I think it's really good when you you have a passion like that because it can feed into what you do in your work Yes, true. Which is really important. Yeah, sometimes like uh, making me to remind me, oh, I, I, I did got uh, this kind of a dream before, so I do have the passion before, so why don't I just launch new video? So sometimes I just encourage myself like that. And actually it's very important if you are like a, a new YouTube creator, so you better be more hardworking. Launch 
yeah, yeah. Ideal. you've got to be on the case. I mean, it's like with my podcast, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of, you know, how often can I get new content up? Mm. Um, and will people want it every week or, you know, I mean, it just depends. I mean, it's, yes. um, it's quite difficult that because um, you want to put product out there that's interesting and, mm. and not just keep putting stuff up because you said I'm going to post something every week. No, don't do that. No. Yeah, I, I did have this period. Yeah. But um, I think it's not good. It's not good for video. So no. I almost want to delete those video because it's just for uploading something. Yeah, to keep it. Yeah, keep it up. Yes, uh, like uploaded. That. Well, what I'd say is, um, in terms of your um, uh, channel, mm. uh, where would you like it to go? Would you like to grow it anymore? Where Where do you see it in the future? Um, yeah, I, I would say this channel would never end. I would never delete or shut no. down this channel. But um, now I'm more laid back, can I say in this way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. carefree. Because um, I think, yes, subscriber uh, is good. But at the same time, you know, sometimes if you don't launch video for a long time or if you just speak something that people don't want to listen, yeah. then they un unsubscribe you. So I think it's happened. People come, people left. So, yeah. so now I just try to like be more carefree and of course I will launch video but maybe not that frequent. See we're, we're in a room and, and we're going to get locked in if we're not careful. So um, well it's been lovely talking to you and I, th I think what I'll do is I'll bring this to a close now um, because we don't want to get locked in all weekend do we in, in no. the Brass House oh, language as lovely as it is. Um, it's been fantastic talking to you oh. and I've got a bit, a bit more of an insight and hopefully people have too and you know it might even make someone think oh well I wouldn't mind doing something like that mm. um, and if you are thinking of doing something like that there are courses run around the country and actually at the brass house that actually do enable you to learn about how to get into social media um, YouTube and obviously podcasting as well so yes. it's very well worth looking up yes thank you so much no problem thank you you've been listening to Vita Anima my name's Emmanuel Brock until next time, goodbye.